Hello, everybody. This is Beyond Science Fiction uh, radio broadcast. We're coming to you uh, on a Wednesday night, uh, the 6th of uh, January. And I'm Jim Wilhelmson from Detroit, Michigan. And Eric? Uh, this is uh, Eric Smith from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're here to discuss tonight um, just what's going on in the crazy world and hopefully give you some promise and hope that uh, God's in control. So, uh, Eric, you're pretty calm about things right now, aren't you? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm pretty peaceful. Um, I know a lot of people are um, really struggling. There's a lot of anxiety. People want to, you know, some people want to grab their, grab their guns and, you know, go storm the Capitol. But uh, I think everybody just needs to take a, you know, a step back and realize that God is in control and that um, there's a process that we're, we're all following through as far as God's plan is going. So um, despite what you're seeing in the media, uh, it's actually not what's actually going on. So a um, couple things. Um, you know, they, today we, we saw that, um, you know, Vice Pre uh, the Vice President Pence, um, you know, failed to, uh, you know, do his part like Trump had asked him about the electors. And actually what was interesting is uh, after he did that, um, uh, he actually unf unfollowed himself from uh, Trump's Twitter feed, and then they locked down uh, Trump's Twitter account as far as actually posting anything on it. So um, one of the things that, um, you know, if anybody's been following the guy by the name of Linwood, he has actually been exposing a lot of things, especially that, if, well, and I don't know if this is true, but he says that, uh, he said it probably about a week ago, uh, that Mike Pence is in fact a deep state traitor, and we found that out today. And unfortunately... Well, um, here's, here's something to consider, Eric, and I think a lot of this is being scripted on purpose. Yep. Now, you look at the arrests, or the lack of arrests, here's people storming the White House. This has never happened since the War of 1812. Uh, Capitol building, actually. Yep. Yeah, the Capitol building. Well, they're, they're storming yep. the Capitol building. You know, I mean, yep. again, this hasn't happened since the War of 1812. So this is something new. This is something different. Now, the fact is that the local police, nobody made any arrests. Um, that's got to tell you something right there. You study your enemy. Antifa certainly did not want random arrests because they would capture possibly people that had credentials for not even being a member of this country. Um, I, my claim is, it can't be proven, but my claim is that the suspicious actions of that are because some of them were Antifa agitators that were trying to incite a riot, and it didn't work. Now, you look at the Trump supporters. Everybody would respect the Capitol building, the White House. They wouldn't sit there and sit in the seats and, and almost in mockery of, hey, look at me, I'm now look where I'm at. There's not a one Trump follower that would do anything like that. Antifa, certainly they would. Now, the thing is that by having photographic evidence of all these people, you know, abusing and misusing everything, they can have some Antifas that have their files expunged and made to be totally clean so that they look like um, a right-wing radical with a background of such. I think that happened in the state of Michigan, where three, Demo three people that were identified later as uh, Democrats were the ones that attacked uh, Whitmer uh, and threatened her. They were not ra uh, right-wing radicals. So this game is being played all over the world. It's a typical Antifa ploy and tactic that is being used, and it's highly suspicious. Why was there no arrests when you're storming the Capitol building? I mean, it's, it's never heard of because they want to select who they want to have exposed by uh, facial recognition. So they're doing this selectively. So, you know, that's their slick way of, of pointing it out. But the fact that I'm, I'm not ready to say that Biden was a traitor, um, just as uh, the appointee to uh, the Supreme Court appeared to delay things and then turned on Trump, what I'm saying is that Trump is purposely now, this is just a speculation. This isn't thus, thus saith the Lord. I want to make that clear to our um, radio audience. But when you add up what has been done in the past, 
when you, if you really understand God's plan, according to Amos 3, 7, God guarantees he will not allow anything to happen until he has explained his secret plans to his servants, the prophets. Servants, the prophets, meaning people that are consistent with their walk, with their uh, life, with the fruit that they bear, with what they talk. So they're walking and talking the same thing. Uh, it doesn't mean that any Joe Blow on, on YouTube or anything that's claiming a prophet that has no history or no credibility as such um, can lay claim to. These are people that are consistent. So the three that I always use, Mark Taylor, um, Kim Clement, and uh, David Wilkerson, they're pretty solid. They're pretty stable. And I trust their plans because I trust the plan that God has. He said that he would speak through his prophets. Not only that, but my church, where I go to now, Detroit um, House uh, Recovery, Home Recovery, House Recovery. Detroit House Recovery. House Recovery, thank you. Um, these people are not freaked out, man. They're well taught. They're prepared to be prepared for the unexpected. Tonight we had such a wonderful meeting, um, and nobody was in panic. Man, I had to turn my computer off today because I couldn't get any work done. Everybody's in a frenzy, Christian and non-Christian. I mean, I, I have an audience that spans the entire English-speaking world, and so I've had pastors call me. I've had uh, uh, many other people that would consider themselves to be watchmen and others that I know just from even Facebook or other social things that aren't, aren't even necessarily Christian. All of them in a panic, all of them upset, all of them highly emotional. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I can't possibly tell them... <clears throat> or bring them up to par to understand um, God's plan. So all I could do is uh, send them links and connections and, you know, please check this out and, and pray prayerfully see what God would tell you. Uh, but even then, I was so busy doing that. I mean, I'm getting 40, 50 uh, uh, instant messages on Facebook alone saying, oh, Jim, did you see this? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? I could have just sat there all day just posting links. I'm not getting things done. The Lord told me to get my museum ready. Soon, people are actually going to be very interested to go in there and see. Well, I have to have a finished product for them to take a look at and see. So that's, you know, been my focus. But man, this has been, you know, I had to turn the computer off so I could get any work done at all. Um, people are just in a highly emotional state. So I think reverting back, I mean, without getting into a lot of detail and speculation of what we think might might be we know certain things are absolutely uh, if we trust the prophets that have already spoken that have been reliable they have told us that Trump is part of a plan that part of God's plan Kim Clement said he would come in whispering the name of Jesus but something would cause him to change he would be filled with the Holy Ghost and he would be proclaiming Jesus from the mountaintops what has Trump been doing since the pandemic proclaiming God from the mountaintops dedicating uh, 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 Jerusalem as a capital or acknowledging Jerusalem as a capital of uh, Israel I mean that, that is huge right there in itself but everything else that he said things that he's been accused for oh well he he's wanting people to take the uh, COVID, this one COVID uh, virus thing no he's trying to keep people from taking the Frankenstein garbage that uh, Fauci and, and uh, uh, the, what is this, the other guy um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates offering. You know, the Frankenstein stuff that actually can rearrange your DNA, reconstruct your mind synopsis pattern. I don't think I want any, those two guys tampering with my uh, inside body. So he had one that was actually innocent. Now, he even stated, none of my followers are going to, to uh, follow that or believe it, but there is one that's safe. No, there actually is one that was safe. It was, it was only simply... The uh, extraction of the antibodies taken from COVID uh, survivors of COVID, and this is safe. But you know, my faith, I think, like he said, anybody that follows Trump believes the hand of God is guiding him and leading him. We're not going to take nothing, just like I'm not going to put anything ever in my forehead or in my right arm. Never, nothing. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, there's a line drawn, and we have to draw the, the line. And... Uh, as a church, you know, we've, we're going to come up with some pretty strange things uh, soon. Without getting into any detail, we have to be like Abraham. Did I already mention Abraham in a program yet, or no? No. No, you have not. Okay. Well, Abraham was told by God he was going to sacrifice his son up on the mountain. 
Now, Abraham told the two servants, basically he told them, look, we're going to be here for a while. We may be here for a while, so you stay here with the donkeys. We will be back. Wait for us. We will be back. He and his son. Now, he knew somehow. He knew he was supposed to sacrifice his son, yet he knew God was going to make a provision. How did he know that? Because he knew the heart and mind of God. He knew that God was going to make a way and a provision for him. And we are coming back. And so he certainly, that's how it played out. But he didn't know. He didn't have any evidence. God didn't tell him anything more at that moment. It was by faith. He was not looking at what you could see or what you could hear. He was trusting and believing in the character and nature of, of God. And we need to do the same thing in this time. Uh, when the whole world's going panicky and crazy because it looks like the darkest hour that nothing was right, that Taylor was wrong and Clement was wrong and everybody was wrong and, and you go, you're wrong and you don't know anything of what you're talking about, uh, we become an embarrassment or a false prophet or God knows what they might be calling us very soon. Um, the thing is that we have to have faith that doesn't depend on sight, that doesn't depend on what we hear from the world. We have to depend on a loving, caring Father who's made the provision and protection for us so that even if we're going through the darkest hour and looks like everything is falling apart, it isn't. They still are prophets that remain true. There's a plan that's going to be carried out. My gosh, we're studying, we're studying the, um, the attempts of failures, losers. They don't win. We win. They just don't realize it yet. But they will. And of course, the craziest thing that you and I are very familiar with is, uh, uh, you know, the stuff that, that most people, even, even at my church, you know, they're presented with the idea, some of them, and if they haven't had any background in that, they kind of look at like, okay, uh, that's nice. I got to go now. They, it scares them. They don't want to hear that. Aliens? What? An alien rapture? How does that go? Where does that fit in? Well, it does. You and I know this quite clear. And we've studied the scriptures. We've found many scriptures in, in support of proofs. God's shown us through our prayer and fasting, you know, how uh, local news events have corroborated exactly what our prayers are. Lord, is this really real? Um, and he's verified it. So for you and me and our old audience, and when I say our old audience, you know, we're branching out into a different area right now than we ever have before. Our audience before were... Gosh, over 10,000 people from YouTube and three, 4,000 from our, you know, our websites. I mean, so, you know, we had an educated um, audience that knew pretty much everything we knew. So we didn't have to back up and, and uh, kind of play catch up or simplify. But we've got a whole new audience now, some people that have never heard this stuff at all. So you and I have to change gears and we have to, I guess go back to being some you know presenting some of the basics so I've even been reluctant to even say anything about an alien rapture but it's essential because that's part of our future that's you know what my museum is that's what uh, well some of the points that you got you know you need to start writing that book the Lord already told you you had a book in you um, yeah and the thing is that you know you and I have been um, well not only good friends but you went on an expedition to me in the middle of the Sonora Desert looking for the fortress of Anu. That sounds pretty wacko. But because you did, you have experienced how God has amazingly provided us with miraculous protection, miraculous provision. I mean, we went out in the most remote area of the desert with a guy that ends up pulling out a gun and admits that yep. uh, he was part of the witness protection agency working for the government. Like, yep. Oh, boy. He kind of whacked us right there in the middle of the <laughs> desert. And we Known to known the difference. You got that. God supernaturally protected us. And, you know, even, how about the one part when he called, he set us, now he was in a different car. You and I were in a uh, car behind him. He pulls off the side of the road and says he has to call his buddies for a minute. Uh, he'll catch up with them. We were almost all done with, you know, the all the days that we had globetrotted around Arizona. And uh, the next thing you know, He's running a National Guard armory's front gate. Real, I mean, he just zipped right on by. There was no guards. What the heck is, I mean, you know, I was in the Army in, in uh, a strategic air command base. You know, I'm, not, I'm during a war, and we were technically during a war at that time. And 
there's no reason that we shouldn't have been Swiss cheese. I mean, there was no guards. We just zipped by. It was a tiny place. All of a sudden, he slows down and turns around, and I'm freaking out, um, saying, you know, what are you doing? We're going to get shot. You know, you can't do this. And then he slowed down, and then remember we saw the camera. They were filming us as we were going by the headquarters, for probably for face recognition. Um, when we got out, I got out of the car, and I said, what in the heck were you thinking? What were you doing? He says, well, I just thought you might be interested in, in seeing the place. I said, you tell me how we are still alive, and we just encroached on a uh, National Guard armory. And he, you know, I can't even remember what he said, but it was pretty stupid and lame. I said, you know, thank you, because you just uh, gave credit to everything that we just did. There's no explanation on earth for what just happened. I said, so what you've done is validated the seriousness of what we were doing and, and why. And, uh, you know, he got upset, but actually the guy was a pretty cool guy, wasn't he? I mean, this guy... No, actually, he, he wasn't bad. He was just doing his job. He was so, just doing his job, and we understood that. And so I told I'm not him, even sure that, you know, he was even going to shoot us. Um, I think he, what he, you know, he really wanted to, all us to do is to, uh, he, he offered us to actually hold the gun to do some target practice, and um, I refused, actually. Um, and I think he wanted, you know, probably some handprints or, you know, not you know, uh, for two identification things. as probably, well. Yep. So. Probably fingerprints, and he's maybe sizing us up to see whether, you know, what our capabilities were. Now, I purposely missed shot all over the place like I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I'm not going to let him know that I <laughs> was ex-U.S. military special forces. Like, yeah, I want, you know, I want you to know that? No, I don't think so. Well, so, he may already know that, Jim. But. Yeah, come to think of it, yeah, I'm sure he probably did. Um, yeah. But, you know, back then I wasn't that well-known in certain areas, but I wasn't as well-known as, like, um, our friend David Flynn, who was going to go with us originally, and he didn't, and I'm glad that he didn't because... You know, he was high profile. Everybody knows him, uh, and that's I think that's why he's no longer with us. But uh, me, I was able to be under the radar because I wasn't that, you know, well known in in general areas anyway. Yeah. You know, it's been a but it's well, been. I a, just, you know, I want to say uh, just you know just what you echoed about being calm. You know, I just got done listening to uh, a live uh, Mark Taylor broadcast tonight mm -hmm. and. He's echoing the same thing as uh, you, Jim. You know, everybody, remain calm. God is in control. Get your emotions in check. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things he's echoed is he says God is looking and watching for the people that have faith to stand firm throughout this whole entire process, despite what they are seeing with their eyes. And I find that profound, Jim, because he's echoing just exactly what you're saying exactly. in regards to you know, standing strong. Um, but I think the other thing that Mark has, uh, you know, echoed as well is he's looking for Gideons. He's looking for, um, uh, how do you call it, people that are going to get promoted into, out of the body of Christ, into the army of God. He keeps talking about the army of God. Right. You know? And, you know, when I look at the, the army of God, I, I'm, I'm pretty much thinking, you know, oh, this is this is the end time, you know, um, mechanism of evangelists and uh, people that are going to, you know, you know, go out and reap this harvest as you know everything starts getting disclosed and the truth gets disclosed. And and he mentioned it. Uh, Linwood mentioned that uh, they want. Trump wants to disclose JFK and the UFO alien thing. That's the big thing they want to disclose uh, as far as declassification. Um, but, you know, Mark Taylor has basically said eventually the truth will come out and the truth will be so, so big from so many aspects that many people are probably going to need a hospital bed just to try to, you know, process it. Because I think it's going to be so mind-blowing. I think when it comes out, I'm going to need it, Eric. You know, UFOs and aliens, we're talking everything from, you know, human sacrificing, you know, yes. such, you know child sacrifice. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to find out all, you know, types of positions of people in leadership uh, across the gambit of our society and world. Uh, have been participating in this, and that there is, in fact, a global conspiracy um, uh, that has been, you know, orchestrated against us. So, it's, you know, it is going to be a great awakening. Um, 
you know for people in, in general um but it's 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 gonna it's gonna be like a you know a, I, I, I describe it this way it's gonna be like a thousand nukes going off in people's faces um that don't understand this stuff you know i understand it you know to a large degree so does jim and there's many out there in the audience that do as well um you know it's it's going to be a great change that's coming well, the thing is that this is not some big secret that it wasn't known, even amongst... Now, when I wrote my book 25 years ago, 24 years ago, um, I didn't have the knowledge base that I have now, but the fact is that there are many that are expecting their own version of a rapture. The New Agers have expected it. What I didn't know when I wrote my book is the elite... They, well, I did, but I didn't know the, what the group was. The elite that have thrown in to, to working for Satan directly, the, the globalists that are all headed towards one nation, one, uh, one global unity, one religion, one economic system, um, they've had a promise. I found that promise in the Word of God, in the uh, 39th chapter of Job. Um, and it's no uncertain terms. Um, the whole conspiracy idea is right out of Revelation 17. And there is a beast that was, is not, and yet is. He is of the seven and is the eighth. And it says that um, that this individual, because it's used as a first, personal, first person noun, meaning it's a person, not ecclesiastical organization, not a political movement. It is a human being that is alive, dead, and he comes back alive again. And he's one, from one of seven empires. And it says that when he comes, he comes for a short while. Now, that's part of it. The other one, a scripture in that same uh, reference, says that there are ten kings who have received no power. As, uh, as there are ten kings who have no kingdom yet, but have the power of kings. And they give their power unto the beast, for they have one mind and one purpose. So, this is a global conspiracy. This is the elite. The elite are promised that if they work for him, they will be rescued and taken out of the tribulation as a promise to them for their service. This is alluded to and comes actually right out in uh, Job 39. Job 39 is always the one talking about uh, uh, Leviathan. And everybody's commentary says that this is a, a mythical sea creature. It's a dinosaur. It's a crocodile. It's this, that, and the other. Man, let the Bible interpret itself by itself. You look at the very last verse. And it says, and he, talking about Leviathan, and he is the father of the children of disobedience. Duh. Who is the father of the children of disobedience? Satan. Leviathan is talking about the total embodiment of Satan. And several uses of Leviathan are talking about a first-person singular noun. Other times it's talking about a plural. In the plural, it's talking about the whole united alliance of, of uh, rebels against God. And so when you look at it that way, you go back and look at the whole entire chapter. It's been interpreted as some kind of mythical creature when all of these words used in its proper context are describing you who, when, where, why, and how this last end-time rebellion is going to take place and where it takes place. And gee, it takes place in the most extreme point of the South, the South Pole, the Antarctic. And what's been happening recently in our time? We've had, during the Obama administration, we've had <laughs> almost all of the, the top officials um, going there. We've had the head of the Russian Orthodox Church. We've had uh, delegates from pretty much all over the world coming to the Antarctic. What, to feed penguins? No, because all of a sudden the Antarctic is melting. They're seeing pyramids form. They're seeing entire cities starting to pop up. And they've been, they've been frozen in fresh water. Which means you get a computer wet, you dry it out, and guess what? Boot it up and you're ready to go. So all this technology is going to be available at the push of a button as soon as this stuff thaws out and dries out. So everybody's interested in it, and that's why they're interested in it. Now that sounds pretty crazy wild. Let me quote some of the New Agers and what their expectations are. Now at the time, I didn't realize that the, also these elite, these 10 people um, who are heading towards a globalist agenda, but in Job, we're, I mean, in uh, Jude, we're even told that many are in our midst right now looking like humans, and they're not human. And they're steering us towards a one-world government, one-world religion, one-world economic system. Probably people like Gates and Soros and other people like that. Who knows if they're even human? 
Um, it might be why they are who they are and what they have. So let me quote to you some of the New Agers. This is Ruth Montgomery. She wrote a book called Aliens Among Us. And she said that there will be, now this is her quote, that there will be flying machines to remove some of the earth people who are too valuable to be allowed to go into spirit because of the need for their wisdom. Now there's another one, this Thelma Terrell of Durango, Colorado, very popular with the Ashtar Command, which is kind of a UFO cult. But they, you know, you can laugh at it and think it's rather obscure, but these people have multi-million dollar influence all over the world. Uh, and they have recruiting sessions and everything too. So this gal, Thelma Terrell, is one that um, has been channeling um, this individual from Chul or Chula, which is actually the name of the mythical Aryan capital. Um, and so this is what she states is what they can expect. Um, the great evacuation will come upon the world very suddenly. The flash of emergency events will be as the lightning flashes in the sky. Our rescue ships will be able to come close enough in the twinkling of an eye to set the lifting beams in operation. In a moment, mankind will be lifted, levitated, shall we say, by the beams from our smaller ships. These smaller craft will in turn taxi the persons into the larger ships overhead, higher in the atmosphere, where there is ample space for millions of people. Now, there's another person, uh, some of the New Age writings by Alice Bailey, David Spangler, um, of the Theosophical Society, which basically is the textbook and the author that both New Agers and the Nazis actually followed to as their Bible. Now, his David Spangler's influence, he is like the head of a religious order that exists within the um, United Nations. Um, they actually have their own private meditation room. Um, he's a big wheeler dealer worldwide. This is what he said in regards to this removal. He says, those of us who re refuse to accept the Christ, they're talking about the cosmic Christ, will be sent to another dimension other than physical incarnation, out of physical embodiment to another level of vibration where they will be happier. That kind of sounds like New Age final solution. Kind of, you know, the Nazis just crowd everybody up and exterminate them in a camp. Well, these people are going to be lifted away and put into a non-physical place and a happier place. Yeah, that sounds like final solution uh, intergalactic style. So yeah. this is all set up. This is all part of the deception. Um, in Isaiah 14th chapter, this is where in my book I go through all the elaborate things of of uh, migration of who are the uh, Philistines today and who are the tribe of Dan because God uses so simple here I am getting all elaborate on who to try to prove these modern things God use, does simple in word pictures and this is a prophecy this was given after uh, let's see there was a war the Philistines with uh, Israel but the tribe of Dan was a ne next door neighbor bordering uh, Philistia, Philistia and so the war actually was mainly with the tribe of Dan and the tribe of Dan kind of in the middle of the battle just kind of sat back and let things happen um, they captured the Ark of the Covenant took it in said ha we got your God in a box you know you had the two days where you know they were in the temple of Dagon the fish head God and uh, the first day the fish head God was down at the knees of the God in a box from the Ark of the Covenant they propped him back up. The next day they come in to worship. And now he's down on the feet of, uh, day, uh, of the God in the box with his head lopped off. So they say, Isaiah, hey, you guys come over here and get your God in the box out of here because we just don't want to deal with this anymore. But they still mocked and laughed that, you know, uh, you started to slip. Your Levitical priest touched it and died. But we could grab it and take it and, and bring it into our temple. But you guys take it back now. We're done. So... They were still kind of boastful and proud. So God sent Isaiah to prophesy against them. And this is what he said in the King James. And then I'll give you the unofficial Jim Wilson version, uh, which is unofficial, but it could say that. Had a Hebrew expert scholar, our mutual friend, Dr. Mike Heiser, ran it by and says, no, no, you know, it could say that, but. So it says, Rejoice not thou, whole Palestinian, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery serpent. Now, when I first read that, in view of understanding all this ET stuff, I'm going, whoa, something genetic is going on here. i got to see what the original language says. So after all the variables that could be used, this is what I came up with. 
Rejoice not all of you Philistines, because the tribe of Israel, Dan, that punished you is broken off to pluck up from the serpent's soil an extrusion of offspring, shining ones to cover with obscurity the serpent. Whoa. That's saying a lot right there. Um, so here's the simple word picture. The symbol for the um, tribe of Dan originally started as a scorpion, then it went through to be uh, the serpent, but Ahizer found the serpent offensive, so he used the natural enemy, which kind of stuck with the Danites for the rest of their you know, time that we know of as the eagle, because it was a national enemy. So the eagle was a symbol for the tribe of Dan. Now the Philistines, going back to, uh, originally they weren't from the Palestinian area, they were from the Minoan uh, from Crete. And legends say that they were the ones that originally had come from Atlantis, which would be Pangaea that we would know from the Bible. So here's their source going all the way back to the sons of God in Genesis 6. The symbol was the swastika. Whoa. So when you see the eagle and the swastika come together within this nation or this combination, these things would happen. And then you go back to Daniel 7 and 8th chapter, 2nd chapter. All of a sudden, oh my gosh, they will determine to change times and seasons. A dividing of time, a time, and a doubling of time. This is time travel. They're going to manipulate space and time. Also, from their seed, they're going to mix, and the mixing is going to produce, and this is prob uh, probably the result of all the alien abductions. They had a genetics program. Gee, the genetics program of the aliens was exactly the same thing that Joseph Mengele and others were doing in Nazi Germany. It was just continuing the same program under a different outer veneer. So this is exactly what Daniel, uh, Daniel 2.43 is telling us. So all the scriptures are there to describe this kind of activity. When would it, where would it happen? When you see the swastika and the eagle come together. That was the Third Reich. It was prophesied. And it happened exactly the way the scriptures said it would. Now their leader, half of the prophecies on what everybody refers to as the Antichrist, he's already fulfilled historically. I've got that in my book. We can't really get into all of the details today, but it's there. And now, suddenly, our current news and everything, the whole reason two years ago that I, my, I was one of the first to be removed from YouTube, two years ago I lost my channel, they had a problem with all the stuff I had about Hitler. Somebody said, well, Jim, that's just, you know, it's probably a robot logarithm. You know, Hitler's associated with hate, so they probably figured, you know, it was something bad. So why don't you go through the, uh, why don't you go through the rebuttal process and maybe get your thing back? So I did. They said, no, uh, we feel your material is inappropriate for children uh, to view. So it's okay for them to watch porn, but it's not okay to find out that Hitler died in Nazi Germany. He didn't survive to live to become a priest or anything else silly like that. He, All the latest FBI files that release, oh, he survived and he, you know, went down and lived in Argentina. No, he died according to the scriptures in Daniel 11th chapter. Um, so again, that's all in my book. And I show how he was the firstborn of his kind just as uh, Jesus was the firstborn of his kind. What they don't want you to know is the fact that, that he did die, but then he was brought back but he wasn't brought back. Uh, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He got no gift from Jesus Christ. He circumvented it. He's a rebel. That's what he does. That's what they do. So all of this is happening. So uh, long story short, they don't want you to know who this regime, did, what they did, and who he was, and how it's still being activated today through the guise of the uh, UFO alien thing. That's why Hitler's on the cover of my uh, book. You want to know about UFOs and aliens, study history and find out what happened in World War II, read Mein Kampf, you'll find out that all the strategies that are being played upon us today are here today. And that's what's being done. They actually came into America through Operation Paperclip. That's where Werner von Braun came in. And this is what became a strong influence in the, of all things, the right wing Republican part of our government. We always focus on the evil Dems and the evil uh, uh, communists that have infiltrated our country, and they did, and they have, and they're just as bad. But the, but the ones that claim to have supernatural empowerment and connections with the supernatural, uh, their ancient Nordic gods, 
they're the kind of the ones that are in control and so we have one group national socialism we have another group um, communist socialism now we got a third group that has snuck into our country who want world dominion they want to bring the whole world under Sharia law that's the Muslims so you have three groups that have a unique way of morphing into Christianity but they have all three of them have a desire to see Israel and Jews eradicated off the planet completely now in Revelation 16 it describes three frogs and these three frogs would have that same desire to gather the world together to annihilate Israel and yet frogs can morph from one thing to another these are the three frogs that have come into our country today and they've taken over the left wing the right wing I mean this is why our country is in such a mess right now this is why Trump has to be very careful how he handles and deals with everything he's tricking them Kim Clement claimed he says I will trick the people that's what's going on right now so without giving a whole lot of detail because I don't know the detail I don't and after my Christmas surprise of uh, December 25th when the only person who was surprised was me I don't think I want to get into detail because um, it's merely speculation on my part we all have to wait and see how it plays out but we've got to be like Abraham we've got to have our faith in him do what's the right thing today because that's the only thing we can do we got to focus on today God's job is tomorrow he knows how he's got a plan he's got all that detail figured out and worked out but we have to expect the unexpected and we have to be like Abraham and believe God in spite of our eyes and trust in his mind and his heart so um, that's where the UFO alien thing is going to be a major primary part of end time deception I have in my museum a whole display on of all things all the influence of people that knew too much and how they ended up they all ended up dead this includes uh, Marilyn Monroe it includes the doors it includes uh, Iron Butterfly Rock. You might think, what in the heck do they got to do with any of this? Well, come to my museum and you'll find out. Gene Roddenberry is the biggest surprise. Gene Roddenberry was part of a program, MKUltra, that, uh, well, he wasn't part of the program, but he became part of uh, things. Oh, yeah. Uh, he became part of the things of trying to introduce what eventually was going to be our reality. There was a cosmic Christ that was sent down here to teach us love, peace, harmony, whatever. And he was returning, but he's returning representing the Federation of Planets. And the Federation of Planets has a policy of non-involvement unless there's things that going on on Earth that could affect them. Then they will do it clandestine, but until then, if once they become a warp society, in other words, an ability to travel intergalactic space, they won't interfere. But the moment they are able to do that, they're going to realize there's a larger community, and they're going to come down as peacekeepers to keep us in line and to help us along, along the way. So all of this information was channeled from a uh, one of the guys in, that was involved in... Um, MK Ultra program, when they found out that the Russians were using um, remote viewing and psychics to do uh, travel to some of their sensitive areas and, and actually gathered accurate information, they thought, oh my gosh, we got to get on this before, the, you know, before they outspy us. So we started our own program. Now, one of the guys that was ahead of the program was a military man. I think he was a captain. And he had a friend that knew uh, who was... Uh, he was a particle physicist or theoretical physicist and he was also um, in contact he was a psychic mystic from Pakistan so they brought him over in what they called Operation Penguin and because the captain knew that this stuff was going to be militarized he wanted to have like a backup group and so he formed the, the Council of Nine I think is the name of the group and he did it out of his home well one of them that came was a movie producer his name was Gene Roddenberry and he said you know this stuff is so real so serious we have to condition the minds of the people on earth maybe through a fictional movie uh, to get them prepared for what's inevitably going to happen so Star Trek already had its first uh, production he went and talked to them because he was an old friend of the guy that produced it and he says, look, here's, I can supply you all kinds of material. We can take this off, and this actually is real, and we can help prepare people for 
ultimately what's going to become in the future. And he bought it. And he says, hey, this is great stuff. Yeah, let's do it. So from that first season, <clears throat> everything else from all of the different Star Treks all the way up to the most latest one has all been channeled information from so-called aliens, which we know are fallen angels, who have been providing us the background to get us ready for the coming cosmic Christ. So to Star Trek followers, because I'm a Trekkie, I admit it, I've watched every season and loved it, but I'll tell you, I had a period of just crying because I realized how serious of an impact this movie is going to have on the world. Those people that are Trekkies, when they wake up and realize that, oh my gosh, this is our reality, they're going to be as excited as people are, the Christians are, waiting for the coming of the Lord. Now, how horrible that's going to be. It's going to be, they're going to be elated by this. They're going to be just excited and, and a very much a big part of it. But here's the mockery to it all. Satan is not, he doesn't care about these people. He wants to flip the switch. And what better way to flip the switch? He's going to promise all these people they're going to be removed. So not all New Ages are going. Not all of, um, a lot of people, even within the UFO community. But anyone that has put their trust and belief that this alien rapture is going to happen, they'll go. And maybe many others that are the elites um, who are sold in and know that this is a promise that they're going to go. The problem is, Satan likes to do everything same and opposite and make a mockery. So here they're going to, uh, the real rapture is going to be the bride of Christ, where we, as the bride, are reunited with our Lord in a marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, we're going to heaven, we got to quit thinking linear. This is going to be an experience simultaneously to anybody, whatever, all throughout history. Now, the same goes for Satan and his counterfeit. He is going to be the beast, and he's taking his followers to a feast of the beast. Now, these people have been drinking blood and eating flesh of babies all the way back from um, 3,000 years ago. Uh, when, the, when they were doing this on Mount um, Hermon and it, where it says that they were pa making them pass through the stones of fire. If you look up at that in the original Hebrew or Greek New Testament accounts and Old Testament accounts, um, it's literally meaning that they're eating their flesh and drinking their blood. Now it's a mockery, you know, that, that Jesus was the lamb without spot and blemish. He was the sacrifice uh, that enabled us to have what we couldn't do on ourselves. So Satan turns it around. He says, okay, we're going to eat the, the, um, the perfect spot and blemish children and make mockery of everything in the same but opposite. The thing is, so the Pizzagate and all these rumors, they're real. It's what's happened all throughout history, and the elites have always been doing this. So it's nothing new that's under the sun. It's been done before, as uh, Ecclesiastes said. So the thing is that... Now they're going to reap what they sow. They're going to the Feast of the Beast. The bad news is they're on the menu. They're not coming back. They are going to be eaten by the so-called aliens, non-humans. They like to eat the substance. This goes back to Genesis 3rd cha uh, chapter. The same language talking there. Um, it's not a good thing. So they're going to reap what they sow. It's a time of accountability. We're living in some strange, strange times. But this New Age rapture is something that certainly is going to happen. It's going to be the missing element that causes the reset in the world. When these people are gone, these are all the social elite that run everything. You'd say, why would Satan do that? Isn't he making himself vulnerable? No, he's flipping the switch. Because the whole scenario, if you believe in the Left Behind series, and since um, Nicolas Cage acted in a secular version, everybody sort of knows a biblical-ish rapture. And so when you see it being fulfilled in the theology that most of us have ever been taught, which actually is full of a lot of holes, there's guesses. See, that's the thing. How can you make doctrine and dogma over something that hasn't happened yet? Well, you can't. But we have. We seem to think that we can pull out this little pop-up chart and we know this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. We don't know. By the time you think you can figure it out, God shows us that you haven't figured anything out. I've got a plan. And guess what? When I say that everybody's going to be surprised, everybody's going to be surprised. So when people are waiting on September 23rd, you know, one year or the next or whatever, because everything lines up, 
with their cell phones to take a selfie of Jesus when he comes back. You know, it's not going to happen. When nobody's looking and nothing seems connected, that's when it'll happen. So we got to live like that. The Lord told us to occupy until he comes. Occupy until he comes means to continue your mundane day-to-day -day activities. This gives us a balance. This gives us a hope. This gives us a perspective that by doing that, God's going to meet us personally with what we need, when we need, and how we need it. And it gives us a balance that, you know, that even though we're in the last of the last days and we know it, we still have to stay focused on day-to-day -day routines. Um, man, the Bible, if we're in the last of the last days, the Bible already tells us in Obadiah, Though you make a nest amongst the stars, my hands shall reach you out and bring you down. A nest amongst the stars in the Hebrew, that means that they are colonizing space. So when did that happen? Did it happen, you know, 10 years ago? Is it going to happen 50 years from now? We don't have 50 years, I don't think, now for anything like that. We're at the end of the end. That means they're already colonized. All the rumors, crazy rumors, we've addressed, you and me have addressed on our program. Man, they're already out there. That's why Trump, when he got into office, the first thing he did was take something that Clinton had made a paper tiger, a United States Space Force, and I freaked out because when I first saw Trump, I thought he was the one that made the logo. My God, it's a Star Trek symbol for the United yeah. States Space Force. That, that kind of freaked me out. And then I did further research. I go, oh, Clinton figured that one out. Well, gosh, Trump, I'm really happy of that one. You didn't make the, the symbol. You just continued the whole process on. But what you did... You started building shuttlecraft way bigger than anything that we've ever had before. Matter of fact, it was big enough to take prisoners and a standard special ops unit of about nine people to go somewhere to do what? To capture those that had made a nest amongst the stars and bring them into countability. Yeah. So rumors about, you know, a crash mile-wide ship on, on the moon. Uh, that during the housing crisis where we were in the biggest financial crisis ever and Obama sends a spaceship to uh, the moon to bomb, to literally nuke bomb a crater to find out how much dust would come out so we could know how old the moon was? Yeah, right. There's some activity going on there. We don't know who against who or whatever, but it's getting intergalactic. It's getting weird. Uh, rumors of a base on the dark side of the moon and also on Mars may not be so crazy anymore. So this is the stuff oh, you and I have addressed. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I just was going to mention one more thing to the Space Force. Um, Pence uh, announced that the, the military members of that uh, military branch would be known as the Guardians. So I just wanted to mention that. Go oh, ahead, Jim. You know, and you know what? For the COVID recovery, they're demanding that disclosure be made on our involvement with uh, working with aliens we would call fallen angels. So, I mean, you know, there, there is more and more activity. Uh, the things that I wrote 24 years ago, I was looked at as the biggest kook and nut in the world. Now, all of a sudden, this has become a topic worldwide. Israel announced that they, you know, or one person working with the Israeli government has announced um you know, that they had been working with aliens or whatever for a long time. Uh, we're starting to demand what is our involvement with aliens, and it's all starting to come out. But, of course, you and I know that they're not going to get true disclosure. They're going to get the coming cosmic Christ preparation for everybody to accept our new reality. And uh, it's all coming down. And now people are actually, you know, he didn't see this stuff on TV. Now you can't help but see it anywhere. You can go on the Travel Channel. All of a sudden, they're talking about UFOs and aliens. You can go on. The, I mean, it hasn't been on a home shopping club yet, but um, give it some time. It probably could be. But it's on every, almost every venue, every genre, History Channel. Uh, it's everywhere now. And yeah, it's uh, embedded in everything, uh, yeah. even indoctrination with children, uh, through the very cartoons and. Um, books and everything that they, they, they read, movies, television, uh, they've all been prepared. Okay, you know what? I forgot to give an address for any locals around here, my little museum. Um, I'm working hard to get it finished. I hope, I think I'm about a few days from actually being able to say, I'm, you know, from start to beginning, I got a complete museum. I've been working on it a lot. It's 28349 Gratiot in Roseville, Michigan. Area code 48066. You can Google it, or if you know where Gonzo's place is on the corner of 
Utica Road in Gratiot. I'm on that block of buildings, kitty corner from the uh, Speedway uh, station across the street. And uh, I do not have a bottom store presence. I've got a one door going 18 steps up to a little crow's nest on top. My backyard is a roof, which I'm no longer being able to use, but um, I have a little tiny museum there. I live there now. Um, my youngest son and my four grandkids and a stay-at-home wife suddenly became homeless during the, um, during the COVID uh, thing. So I let them stay at my house in, uh, in Shelby Township and I moved into my little museum and there's just me and my cat and as long as I feed the cat, the cat lets me stay there and I get to geek out and work on it anytime and all the time I want because there's just me and my kitty. So we have a great time. Ignore the sign whether it says open or closed. If you see a, a little back um, uh, PT cruise out in front, I'm home. Ring the doorbell. I'd be more than happy to let people in and take a peek and see what's going on. Uh, so, like a lot of times, I'm there, but I sometimes forget to have the sign say open or closed. So, ignore that part. If you see the car, I'm home. I'm more than willing to let you come in and take a peek. So, that's an open invitation for everybody. Um, is there anything that you would? Uh, I've been told that we actually did a 50 minute program. Pretty cool. Yeah, off the cuff. Yep, pretty long, but we're good. Is there anything, um, Eric, that you would like to uh, close this on, on any kind of a note? You know, I, um, you know, uh, you know, to the audience, I mean, um, pray every day, you know, pray over this nation, um, pray for God's um, influence and guidance uh, that he would, uh, there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on, um, and you know, our prayers matter. They do. They make an impact. They make a difference. Um, Mark Taylor has echoed this uh, many, many times. Um, and especially pray for the people that are suffering through all this stuff and not really understanding what's going on. Um, and, you know, pray for Trump. You know, he's 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 up this, uh, his, his waist and, and snakes. Um, all around him, yeah. you know. We even, like I said earlier, uh, it appears you know, Vice President Pence is deep state. You know, um, he he's surrounded by vultures. Even his um, spiritual staff that he has around him right. um, are not who they say they are, um, and uh, you know. I just, you know, uh, someone mentioned that, you know, there's there's been times where, um, you know, at night, uh, he, he sits down and he, and he cries. And he cries and he prays to God that, uh, you know, hey, I'm all alone on this, you know, but yet he's not alone. No. Um, but you see the tough veneer that he, you know, he stands when he, he speaks to the crowd, but you know this is this is hard. He's only a man, you know. Uh, he he can't do this alone. Uh, he needs God's help. He needs uh, us to continue to pray for him. This is tough. This is this, this takes a tough man, uh, sterner stuff and character to do what he's doing. It could be no other. It just there wasn't anybody else for the task. You know, he was hand selected, chosen by the Lord to do this. Uh, but it's a tough thing to, to stand where he's standing. So just make sure that you continue to pray for each day and pray, pray for the people that are standing with him. You know, there are patriots there that are, are doing the right thing. But, you know, there's a lot of times it's, it's hard to know who to trust. Um, I, this, this thing is so deep that, uh, you know, it runs both sides of the aisle, yes. Democratic or Republican. We're yes. seeing that. We, we see that with McConnell and, you know, Mitt Romney, uh, even my, you know, two senators from my state. I'm realizing, you know what, they're on that same team, uh, you know, uh, with the deep state. Uh, they're all, many, many are compromised. So, but God's got a plan. He's going to deal with it. Uh, we got to trust that plan and know that God is uh, bigger than any of this and that, um, you know, things are going to work out. 
You know, some of the radio audience, maybe one of the most freakiest things, I mean, you know, you and I deal with this stuff 24-7. We're the X-File, Christian X-File guys. Um, but this was even hard for me to swallow. And you can remember what, how our prayer life went, how God was answering us. Um, I would suggest the radio audience to look under the name Dr. John Trump. Look at his testimony, his life, what co contact he had. This is all in relationship to Nikola Tesla, not the car, not Elon Musk, but the, the man, Nikola Tesla, a, a brilliant genius. You look at Dr. John Trump and his relationship to Nikola Tesla, and it's going to start giving you volumes of understanding that you never knew even existed. Um, with that, look at the book that was written in the 1890s called uh, The Adventures of Baron Von Trump. It is exactly the things that are being played out today, written in the 1890s. You don't think space and time manipulation is happening? It's part of the end time deception. When the future, uh, let's see, when the when the future when the future has made the past, the present has to be revealed. We are actually part of a space-time paradox that has happened. I can't even begin to get into that, and we're not going to. But some of the places you can be steered to begin to understand that is in looking up Dr. John Trump. Well-documented, easily vetted, because it was highly publicized, and so was Nikola Tesla. So this stuff can't be disputed by the enemy. So what they do is they don't even try to refute it because they know there's overwhelming evidence. But what they do is to provide you an alternative way of looking at it, that Trump is... Uh, a slacker, he messed up, and, and now he's goofing up time all over the place, which is totally insane. It's just, that's crazy. But there is some manipulation and technology being used. So Trump is a man that God has not only entrusted with a spiritual level of authority, <clears throat> but also some very practical man-made technology inspired by the devil and used against him. Um, just do use that as a starting point to see that there's a bigger picture here, to see that this whole UFO alien thing isn't some flight of fancy. It is going to be ultimately our, a part of our future and what we're going to have to be presented with. So the more you can get it from God's perspective out of his word, the more sound of a base you're going to be on. And like everything I present, I don't want you to believe it. I really don't. What I'm doing is presenting you with some alternatives that if I'm right, you have a solid foundation in your faith to stand on by the Word of God that guarantees you you're going to be safe, you're going to be protected and provided for until you have finished all that God has for you to do. <clears throat> That's his guarantee. I think so many of our audience and so many people here at Detroit um, House of Recovery, they know they have a big calling. They know they have an important part to play in this. They may not know exactly what it is yet, but they know they have it. And it's going to find you. You don't have to find it. Just keep being and doing what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Stay focused on today. Don't let the past hinder you. Don't let the future confuse you. God's job is to take care of the future. The past can be healed so that it doesn't haunt you. Live in the now. Live in the day. Do what's right because it's the right thing to do. Especially when nobody's watching and maybe ever know. The Lord will know. And someday you'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into my joy. That's all any of us should want to hear anyway. And from man, all we want to hear from them is that God had come, he had completed all that, he or she completed all that God had for them, so God took them in their home. So I think that's a good note to end on. I pray yep. all of you will come to the realization of the fullness of your calling. And by grace, by mercy, get ready to love your enemies. This is what Jesus did. Don't get ready to shoot them. Get ready to love them. Love them in the kingdom. Be the Jesus they never saw. This is what our command is. This is what we need to do. If we want to see this all come to an end, it says, preach the gospel in all the world, and then the end shall come. Let's quit fighting over trivial pursuits. Let's be united as a body. Some of us are going to have to be having a shake-up to wake up so that we're all on the same page. That's the whole reason some of this drastic stuff has to happen. Because it takes that much for some of us to put down our theology, put down our politics, and only see Jesus. 
So with that, Lord, I just pray right now that this become the reality for everyone who loves you, for everyone that is yours, frightened, scared, angry, whatever, maybe an enemy. Lord, that they will be our brother or sister in Christ. Help us to rise to do our job, to be the people that you've called us to do. We can't do it on our own. We don't. We realize you don't need our help. You just need our obedience. You need our willingness to give our free will to you, that you may bend, fold, shape, and, and form it into the likeness of your son, Jesus, our only hope. We thank you in your mighty and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, good night, and we will see you next Wednesday. Same time, same, well, whatever time that might be. Um, our phone number is 586-838-9756. Hopefully by next week we will have a call in so that you can be able to talk and, and share your feelings, your dreams, your visions, whatever you might have, and absolutely questions. No rock throwing. Okay, good night. God bless everybody.